0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Andrew i C70 at the bat at C70 on Twitter. I got Alan Medlock from Red Dirt Redbird and Medlock 1 with me again this week. And, Alan, <clears throat> last week we were talking. We were looking at the team, and, you know, they were in pretty good shape. They just, you know, split with the Brewers, and we thought, hey, the Cubs and the Marlins are coming in. That's a good chance to start, you know, making some distance up because the Brewers were playing, the Blue Jays, and I think the Rays. Um it didn't go that way. <laughs> three and three over that span. Lost. You know now they're sitting in second place. Um, is it? What do you think out of the out of the last six games? What, is there something that, that bugged you or something that caught your eye? No, I. You, I feel like you blew your chance on the Sunday
0: game against Chicago. Of course you do. The, <laughs> we had going. Yeah. You know, giving up the five run inning. I mean, that, that's one of those things. That, and and there's not a lot of panic. In me right now, I kind of thought that uh, they would be, they would still be in first place at this point, and you know they got a gift last night by Pittsburgh beating the or Milwaukee, but no, I mean it's you know ebbs and flows essentially. I'm not uh, overly concerned about it. I that's I feel like the one that that, that got away is that one in Chicago. It, here's the thing: you go, you're almost you're one pitch away from a three game sweep, and you just got beat with your best arm in the bullpen by a guy that yeah. can hit. You know, that's, those, those, those things happen. It's not like there was a mistake made either way. He just hit a fastball. Then then you tip your cap to him with that. So, and that's, that's going to go one way or the other. You still win that series, but the one you're going to regret is blowing the lead against Chicago.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's frustrating because there are, you know, out of those six games, they won three and probably should have won two more. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You know, the game in um, the last, the game on Wednesday night, you, you you know, you did everything right. It just happens. That's that is some of baseball. And there's games that you're going to win like that, uh, that you shouldn't and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, giving up five to nothing on the And, and then again, you know, the, the game gets thrown into a little bit of a uproar when Flaherty has to leave. You know, Ali Mall has done a really, I think, a pretty good job this year of, of managing bullpen, managing a lot of things but I don't quite understand the idea of going to Nick, Nick Whitgren there. I know it's a five run lead and he did get a, a one inning of good, of good ball, but why aren't you going to, you've got Jake Woodford out in the pen. Who's a guy that's ready to be stretched out. Why aren't you going to somebody that you expect to go three or four innings there instead of a guy like Whitgren, who's you know at best going to give you two um, and turned out to not only that, not only give you just one plus, but to give you a, Pretty much give up the game. Uh, <laughs> I was just a little bit surprised at that. You know, uh, I, I would have thought even going to Oviedo first because Oviedo's had some you know longer ratings. Yeah. He's coming out a starter. I don't. I don't quite get why they went to that except for the fact they were up five.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like there is a uh, um, there's predetermined guys that they're going to use and they're going to use them? You know, and it's. I know mm. it's. Because I've noticed that there's they've sat guys longer than normal that they have in the past and uh, have been really protective of some other guys. So I, I would assume that you're probably right. It's because of the lead. But I feel like there is there is a uh, a chart about how these guys are getting used and they stick to it pretty regularly.
1: I think there's some of that. Um, definitely. I think they have some ideas of, of, yeah, okay, this guy got used, so we're not going to go to him today or whatever the case may be um you know I do think some of that gets thrown out of whack you know I know there's weeks that excuse me you know that Helsley or Gallegos have sat for like a week um but it's like okay well you get there hasn't been a game that that works for them you know you don't really want to use them in a big blowout game and you don't want to use them in a blowout game the other way um I think in the past we would have seen you know helsley or Gallegos pitch in a meaningless game after three days just because they needed to and they're not doing that they're they're actually saving their bullets for when they matter um and so far it seems to work i I, you know we've always talked about you know do they need regular work you know are they going to be rusty after a week off they haven't seemed to be so i guess maybe there's something working but yeah i think they do i think they have it kind of plotted out as you know you know, this is who we want to use here. Now we might have to go this way or that way with the game, but they have an idea of how the usage is going to be, um, which is, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it, it, it seems to be a, uh, you know, they, they deviate from the script a little bit in a competitive nature, mm-hmm. but it, it, there definitely seems to be one to me. Uh, you know, they, I, I just don't feel like they've used it in the same nature that, that Schilt actually did. And they're definitely not as married to things as, uh, Matheny was. So it's, Mm-mm. you know, I just think that that's the, uh, I think that that's the analytical approach that we're seeing just about out of every ball club. And it's kind of shown more now just because some of the usage numbers seem to indicate that. And then, and some of these get some of the guys that, you know, I mean, we know the names it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, when Verhagen was healthy and Whitburn when, when was there, there was a little bit of trash time innings for those guys because they could they could throw multiple. But now you you kind of see they're still a little bit married to that with a, with small deviations.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is very interesting. You're right. We don't seem to see, except for T.J. McFarland when he was healthy. We never saw anybody that. Approach the usage of a of a Matt Bowman or or anything like that. A guy that had to pitch almost regular, you know, three times a week or something of that nature. Um, We haven't seen that, and and even McFarland was pitching more in games that were already decided. You know, he didn't really often come into a game that was still in the balance. Um, So. Yeah, I think, I think there's definitely been a, a revamp of how pitchers are being used. And maybe that comes from, you know, when Ollie Malmol was coming through the minor leagues, they were doing the piggyback thing, right? I mean, yeah. I think they were doing some of that piggyback starter stuff in the back. So they may be more used to planning out your bullpen because of that. And they're just taking advantage of that at the major league level. I don't know, I, but you're right. I think there's been a different approach. And... Except for McFarland and Wittgen and, and I guess Verhagen, although you know they keeps expecting, I think more out of Verhagen. Um, you know, pretty much everybody in the bullpen can be used in so many different ways that and, and be trusted. I think that was part of the problem of the last few years is they only had wound up with how have been like a couple arms they trusted, and so they went to them all the time. Whereas now, if there is a lead, you, you feel like pretty much anybody can hold it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, I completely agree with that. It's, uh, they're, gosh, they're so, they're so fledgling when you start relying on them. You know what I mean? That, that whenever we start having a lot of confidence, you, you, this, this would blow up. But this is maybe one of the best they've looked in a while. I mean, last year with Reyes, we knew the electric stuff, but we knew the walks was an issue. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it was a little bit with Cabrera as well. He was so wild. But this year it seems yeah. a little bit locked down. I feel like Helsley's where he needs to be, and I mean that's that could just be because I'm a huge fan. But it, it does seem like they're a little more locked down than normal, and it's it's actually been a lot of fun to watch some of the management of how they've had to, how to uh, handle the back part of it because I mean th- two years ago did we ever think that we'd see Gallegos in the sixth inning, and that's kind of normal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're they're not they're not locked down to. Uh, they feel like they're getting to where. The, helsley is going to be a ninth eighth but he could be an eighth or ninth inning guy too right i mean they're they're willing to go two innings with him which is not something we've seen on a regular basis out of a quote quote closer um but you know yeah i think anybody i think they're they're definitely looking at leverage and who's coming up and i mean because we've seen that right it's like you know Marmol says hey i've gone to this guy because otherwise They'd have gone to a lefty here, and or, or they would have gone to a lefty you know, down the road. We would have had to do that. You know, they definitely seem to be thinking two or three steps ahead on these things, which even if if past management has been doing that, we haven't necessarily seen that or understood it as well. But it does feel like they're taking a more clear-eyed approach to some of this and saying, okay, it's not that I need to bring in my best guy here. I need to also think about what the other team's going to be doing. Uh, Yeah, that's, uh, and you know, this, I know this opens up wounds. Are you surprised that
0: there's as much of this with the DH as, as normal? Um, Because honestly, it hasn't felt like that much, that much of a difference to me as far as in-game moves. And maybe Mm. that's, maybe that's for the fact that I was resigned to the DH probably five years before we got it. You know, does it, has it made any difference to you as a, as an opponent of the DH?
1: I think it's hard to know. I do imagine that the DH has helped because we have seen so often that a pitcher will come in in the bottom of one inning and then pitch the next inning. You know what I'm saying? Like an inning and two thirds, an inning a third, or even if an inning, but it stretches over two frames. And, And Mike Schilt did that some, even last year, um, somewhat to avoid the three batter minimum, which may have something to do with this as well. Yeah, that's true. But but yeah, I mean, there is that. I mean, you are able to go with a guy that's, you know, if you want to bring in Zach Thompson in a close game, he can go three innings and you don't have to worry about pinch hitting for him. I mean, there is that. I I will grant you. Um, I, yeah, I think that, I don't think I had thought about necessarily how the DH was going to affect the pitching moves in general, except for yeah. the fact that I always felt like it was going to make a guy like Sandy Alcantara, get to pitch a complete game, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah, you know, he wouldn't have, I mean, without the DH, he wouldn't have been in there in the eighth or ninth last night. Right. No. Or, no. Oh you know, no. I yeah, I agree. I mean, and so, you know, I always felt like you were going to get burned by some big, you know, some starter that normally would come out of a game and you could get into a bullpen. Um, that doesn't have to come out of a game. Um, but yeah, for the bitching moves, it it probably has made an impact. I have no doubt. Um, I, I think, I think more than anything, more than the DH and I may be wrong. Maybe it's my bias, but more than the DH, I just think it's the fact that they have so many guys out there that are long inning guys. Um, because, and that may be a more of the three better minimum and things of that nature that are playing into that. But, you know, you've got Oviedo, you've got Thompson, you've got, you know, even Verhagen can go at least two, you know, when Palante was out there, um, you've got guys that can go a long period of time. And so you can cover a game, you know, when a starter only goes, you know, three or four with a couple of those guys, or maybe even just one and you then get back to, you know, a regular thing. I think that's, I think it's just the variety and the, you know, the depth of the, the long arms out yeah. there is, is probably the biggest thing. But the VH does play a part.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's one of those, I, I, I guess, I, for for lack of a better term, I keep beating a dead horse on Reyes. But I feel like Reyes would have been really good in this scenario to where they could extend his innings. You know, it, it it's just a sad state of affairs with him and for me to be such a big fan, I kind of wish that we would have seen the you know the uh you know the best that we could and that you know, my my theory was we're going to see his best with another team and that probably seems possible if he ever comes back.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the difficult thing to see if he ever comes back is the is the kicker. And yeah. you know, I hate to say it and we've talked about it I think before, but Jordan Hicks is kind of running along those same lines, yeah, no. right? Yeah, I mean,
0: there's not only Hicks. I feel like Thompson is is falling in, and we can get into that here in a second. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. Of this, the narrative of a few guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought I, I, thought, oh, I, I, think thought I was out. I thought we kind of had the same issue that we had last week. So no, no, no. no. I I interrupted you, but yeah the uh, the Hicks. Um, the Hicks and Reyes being similar kind of reminds me of how it already feels like Thompson is going to follow in those Gomber footsteps as far as usage is what I was going to say. So not really a lot bigger point. Yeah, I
1: get you. Um, and maybe I, I don't, I think Thompson is, yeah, you may be right because Gomber then wound up in the ro- in the rotation and Thompson still, I think has a chance to do that. Um, I don't feel like, I think Oviedo maybe now getting into that. Um, they're going to use him in the bullpen just because he's been more effective there. Um, but I don't think I would rule out them still using Thompson just because they're using him in two, three innings stints consistently, um, versus like a Helsley who they've turned into, you know, or in the past, a Rosenthal or Reyes or something like that, where they turned into like the closer or Hicks, um, and he's only pitching one inning or something and he's that, you know, flamethrower and stuff. Um, I think with with way Thompson's pitching, I still think that if there's a rotation spot open, probably next year, because I don't think they, you know, <laughs> we can talk about the rotation here a bit, but I, I don't if we're, we're getting to the point where you can't afford to take another guy out of the bullpen to put the rotation. But, um, you know, sometime next year, if there's a, if it, depending on what the yeah. rotation looks like, I think he can still be there.
0: Well, even with, yeah, I agree with that. And I, that's something I'd actually like to see. Uh see. So, are we seeing the, just to, you know, to go on with the rotation? Mm-hmm. I know that we heard Marmol this week or read Marmol this week about how this was, they hope that this is an extended look at Librator. Is this what they want to see happen? You know, is this, do they want him to take hold of this rotation spot and then start figuring it out from there? Um, You know, I know that's kind of a stupid question because that's always what you want to see. But is this the chance they're just like, okay, now your season, now you know what it's like. Take this and run with it and let's uh, redirect on what we have to do with the deadline.
1: I'm sure they'd love to see him do that. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, I guess it's going to depend. It's going to depend a little bit on what Steven Matz does. Because Steven Matz had his first rehab assignment this week and pitched a couple of innings. Obviously, given what happened with Jack Flaherty, although it is a different situation with Matt's being a little bit more established player, um, but it's unlikely they're going to try to rush him back necessarily, but you figure in, you know, there's at least a couple of weeks here, maybe to the all-star break where, um, is going to have, you know, two or three shots at it. Um, and yeah, if he, if he looks like he, he has figured it out and, um, he's ready to compete at this level, then I think they'll find a way to probably keep him in the rotation. Um, you know, and he and he might—I I don't know—but you know, he's still kind of bouncing around and, and struggling a little bit at Memphis at times. Um, it, it may be a lot to ask for him to just kind of flip a switch and be, you know, good enough in these next three to to say Hey, he's going to help him in that rotation the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I think this is a this is a situation where they're saying, look, it's not the it's not your first go around um you know those kind of you know, nervous jitters are worn off let's see what you can do when you know you've got another start coming um and and we'll see i mean it, it may be it may be that 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 all clicks for him
0: no so that's uh i it, it would be nice to see i mean it would alleviate a little bit of pressure um but you know i it, what how do you what do you equal Libertor to right now as far as a uh as far as guys that we'd seen in the past, as as his trajectory and struggles and and
1: successes, ah, boy, that's a tough, uh, because I can't think yeah, of my head beat. part of well, it. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't had the injury problems. A lot of the guys that we've seen, yeah, have had it. I mean, are you looking at a guy? I don't remember because Lance Lynn started out in the bullpen. But he didn't really struggle much when he went into the rotation. Except for the, the Linning, of course, the one inning that he would yeah. always have a blow up. Um I mean, if you could match Liebertour to Lynn I think you'd be you'd late that all day, right? I mean, if he turned into the same kind of pitcher than that. I don't know that they, they match up, you know, from pitch wise and stuff like that, but you know, just thinking about a guy that came up but then again, Lynn started the bullpen and, and Liebertour really hasn't had to pitch out of the bullpen. So um I don't know who you would, who you would match that up with. Do you have any ideas?
0: No, I, you know, it, I don't, it, it is, it was funny because we've seen the uh, we've seen the prospects and we, you know, we've seen similar, but he, he's kind of narrow, hard to narrow down for me. And I, you know, it's funny in the past, <clears throat> how quickly would we have seen him with the, uh, with the issues that, that, that they've had in the past and, and, you know, the quick promotions mm-hmm. that they've had to do with some rotation pieces. I mean, I feel like a, earlier, I, I say that, but they were pulling every every lever last year and it yeah. uh, still didn't bring him up. But I think that's probably more to tw- do more to 2020 than it was to 2021, if you know what I mean. I mean, that's, you know, the oh, yeah. lack of development, lack of competition. But it's right. funny when you see him and you see his name, he's kind of a forgotten guy for being a top three prospect in the uh, organization.
1: Yeah. I mean, once you see a guy come up, it's like he automatically comes off of some prospect list, you yeah, know what I'm saying? He, uh, yeah. ment- mentally. Um, Cause it's like, you know, you look at these guys and like, you know, they're just now, some of them probably just now getting to where they're losing their el- rookie eligibility. Um, but you know, they've already been kind of dismissed. At least here it's like, they're not prospects, they're players. Yeah. Um, And that's true. I mean, to some degree, um, you know, they're contributing now, which is, which is better than hoping they contribute in the future. Um, I don't know. I'm very interested. I think that, you know, again, we often expect these guys, especially these hyped prospects to come in and just be awesome to start with. Right. Um, and we forget that it takes some, you know, there's going to be some struggles. There's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be, You know, some figuring it out and Liebertor could still be a very good pitcher, you know, top of even, you know, I don't know if he's the top of a rotation guy, but, you know, second or third pitcher in a rotation in a couple of years, even if he's struggling now. So, you know, hopefully I think in our instant gratification society, we tend to write people off very quickly. Um, And hopefully that doesn't happen because I think he still has some learning to do. I mean, we're, you know, especially like you said, 2020 was a, a year that he was in the, he was in the extended camp or whatever but that's not quite the same uh, although it's better than a lot of guys got sure um, and so he's still got, he's still got some learning to do and hopefully he can do it at the big league level and hopefully he can contribute uh but it'll be interesting i mean because he's going to go up against the you know what he's going up against philly and even with bryce harper out that's a that's a you know the one thing they can do is hit and especially in that ballpark so if he can have a good outing this weekend you know that probably gets some people excited yeah, I would think so, and it's it, that's it, that's the one thing I can't.
0: It, I hate the out of division games, especially on this mm-hmm. like, stuff like this on the road games because holiday weekend the place is going to be packed and they'll probably hit twenty home runs. You know what I mean? And I'm not really sure how good the Phillies are, you know, type situation. Right. But you're right. I mean, if he could slow down that offense, it would it would be pretty big. Still got Schwarber, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, Schwarber always destroys the Cardinals. And
0: that's how I looked at uh, uh, Garcia on Wednesday night. Mm. He
1: always hits the Cardinals. He's done some damage against them for sure. Um, There are those guys around the league, you know, I've talked, we've talked before about, you know, Ian Happ and stuff that (laughs) for the Cubs, you know, um, that's why it's always so fun to see that, you know, read about Cub fans who just really hate Harrison Bader because he always seems to tear them up. Yeah. And it's like, wow, good. Somebody does it to somebody. Else. It's always, it's always good to see the other side of those things. But, uh, um, but yeah, talking about this, I, you know, I mentioned, um, Jordan Hicks earlier. Um, he's had two rehab outings now, actually th- two or three. I can't remember. No, three, I think. Um, but this was the second of his back to back. um, gave up five runs in one inning um, which is not great um, struck out a guy didn't walk anybody he could be activated this weekend I'm I'm not to the point if they activate Jordan Hicks this weekend I hope they're sending him to Memphis and letting him play pitch out there I'm I still don't know and of course they see more than we do. just the surface level stuff and given where he was at before he was hurt. Um, I don't know that. I think he could use a lot more time in Memphis is what I'm saying. I, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's wrong, but I, I don't think they should just bring him up because he was on the major league roster.
0: Yeah. As in let's, let's see this play out and let's be as patient as possible. And you know what? I feel like with him, they have been, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, you uh, you may be right on that. I mean, that's because there's no there's no urgent need. You know what I mean. No matter the knee jerk reaction of the homer on Wednesday and you know what, not blowing the lead with the circumstances last Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know that uh, you may be right, and that uh, stay down, work it out a little bit, and and uh, we'll figure out a role when you get back back. Uh, at least one thing that we talked about last week. It seems like that the starting issue, at least for this year, is, a de- is dead. Uh, and they're going to bring him back to the role that I feel like he thrived in the best. And that's late innings. And, you know, hopefully we can see him and see a little more strikeouts and yeah, you know, let's just see what we can get, but, but you're right. I mean, there's no urgent need, so let's not just rush it back.
1: Yeah. Looking at it in Memphis, he's had four games, uh, five innings, seven earned runs, seven hits, uh, four walks, five strikeouts. Um, yeah, I mean, in, that's, again, he's coming back from re- injury and all that. I I would like this, I mean, I'd like to see at least, you know, I don't think they have to bring him back from rehab today. I mean, they still got time. And I, you know, I don't think there's any need. Just, just hold off. And I'll, I'll be yeah. sure if they bring him up, I'm sure he can, maybe he can contribute, but I do. Yeah, especially in that. But I think the control issues are still there, um, which is, he's going to have to get that under control. He's never struck out as many as you think he should.
0: And that's Um, has always been my issue. And I thought in the beginning, it was just because he's trying to overpower people fastball, but it's never improved.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when you mix those things together, you know, given what the bullpen is looking like right now, now, is he better than, you know, TJ McFarlane? Yeah, sure. If you're going to get, if you're going to replace, him or a Wittgrin or something with the Jordan Hicks, you're doing all right. I, I, I can do that. But if you're going to, you know, if you have to send down a Thompson or um, something like that to get him in here, because I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that roster move would be, I guess, to bring him back. Um, I, I don't know. I okay, I'm just gonna skimming through here. Um, you know, McFarland's on the injured list. Yeah. Um, I guess you send down Packy Naughton. I guess he, Packy's the one that gets. I, yeah. I, you, have to, you have to pay attention though for him on that. Uh, the the five options, right? Uh, I haven't been keeping track, but you know, the only get five options this year for a guy, or you know, up and down. Um, and Naughton's going to be getting pretty close. I don't think, I think he came up once as a 27th man. I'm sure that'd count, but, yeah. um, I mean, that's the other, th- other factor to this is you can't just uh-huh. continue to send a guy like that back and forth. Um, so if you, if you bring up a Hicks for him, then he may have to stay down and I don't know what they're going to do with, with nail and and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. the, the, the wording of the, you know, of how i'm hearing the reporting makes me feel like we'll see a roster move today but i kind of hope we don't
0: yeah yeah they uh <laughs> it's but i you're pretty passionate about this one
1: well i mean i, I hate to <laughs> say it that way no, i know what I just, you mean i know i just know? caught
0: me for a second i was like man but no i know i know what you mean and that's it is funny one of those uh the limited options is one of those things that you just never hear about too much and and you wonder mm-hmm. It's one of those we probably won't as well, but it it adds for some intrigue on some of these guys that you know the St. Louis in particular, mainly because we everything we fine tooth comb their decisions. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, those guys that ran the uh, the Memphis train forever. It just can't happen, and I am glad it can't right. happen. You know, it, and yeah. it's just one of those that we're never going to hear that. You think it would have to be a catastrophe if we do hear it for another organization, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's going right. to have to be a big deal, but, but yeah, it's, it is kind of funny that uh, that that's one of those that had you see his name on the transaction wire almost every week and then you have to realize that that's limited. So they're going to have to do some things with that.
1: Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think there's somebody we're going to hear about from someplace, whoever the first guy is and has to be released because I've reached five, it'll be news and then you don't ever pay it ever hear it again but um yeah i i don't know and again you know i'm talking about Hicks here this organization has kind of proven that they don't necessarily just do things because that's what needs to be done um i i think that in the past if you know after Jordan Hicks had pitched this innings they would say okay you're good and come up he, yeah. they still may but i i think that this is a, an organization that it feels like at least as of late it's taking a a little bit harder look at things and not just doing them because they're supposed to do them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's uh well, and it's funny they they've, I feel like they have gotten away from the past least resistance the past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, now in the trade deadline, I, I feel like they're, they're pretty bold into that. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, I have noticed that, um, that there's has been some changes that they've let things go a little longer than normal and then pulled them back. Like it really surprises me how they handled Flaherty. And I know that's a topic that we were going to get into because I'll be honest with you, him coming back and getting hurt was the first time I've ever heard them play the card of, Hey, the player has a say in this as well. And, you know, and I'm serious. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I remember what remember that comment in recent memory. And that's what surprised me about it. And I was like, well, crap, you know, that's, that's new to me, because they've always seemed like so sticklers and staunch about those things to to kind of throw, you know, slightly throw him under the bus a little bit, and then, you know, kind of turn that into a media barrage. I don't know. That, that whole situation was handled poorly, I thought.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit weird for... It always feels like... Even though, and this is why people think Jack Flaherty doesn't want to be in St. Louis, even though there's no real indication of this, or that the organization doesn't want Jack Flaherty in St. Louis, even though there's no real, no confirmation of that at all. And if you talk to the reporters who point out how much he really does seem to like being in St. Louis, his connections with Bob Gibson, blah, 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 but. You know, when it always seems to be Jack Flaherty that, that they go yeah. out and put their, in their mouth with, or and it's partly, I mean, you know, like this winter, you know, because Jack came back on you know social media, he he kind of stirred it uh after they talked about his injury, um, you know, and I will say, probably my guess is that Jack is probably one that is more willing to take control of his career, let's say. Yeah. Um, that he probably did push for it. And and I think he had a, a valid point. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I mean, there was he was he was tearing up the miners and but that's different, you know, when you don't have the pressure of the game on you. So I can understand why he'd say, look, I'm I'm healthy, but I need that intensity. But so yeah, I, but you know, Moe's gonna sign off on that too. I, I mean I know the player has to say and the player can tell you when they're done But I don't think the player can be activated without, you know, you know, and I guess that's maybe that's a technicality that that you could, you know, the player could end his rehab, but then just sit, but that you're not likely to do. Um, But I think that. It was a little less than diplomatic for for Mo to go out and say, "Well, you know, look. I mean, you know, his his way of not saying anything while saying something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, it just seemed a little bit strange.
0: Sure, no, I agree. I it was funny. I was like, this is off off the script a little bit. Whenever that happened, and I, uh, but you're right. I mean, it does seem to always fall back on on Flaherty a little bit. And it's, uh, you know, one, I, I, I applaud that, you know, for some of the, some of the ways that he's approached his career and, and, and the way that he's going to handle things. And it's probably going to be a very outward, how do I say this, uh, negotiation on whether they're going to sign him back or not. Or I, there's some, then that may be right that that's resigned to the fact that that's not going to happen regardless. So. I don't know. It but you're you're dead on on that. It seems like all the controversy always kind of circles around him, not necessarily to any fault of his own.
1: Yeah. I was just doing a real quick search. I couldn't remember I can't remember the last time I heard Michael Gersh's name. That's why I was looking to see if there was any news or anything. I guess he is still mentioned occasionally, but you know, for a guy that is the general manager, we we never talk about Michael Gersh. Um Yeah, I don't and I don't know. I mean, so what do we what are your expectations for Flaherty then coming in this this rest of this year? I mean, because it seems like pretty clear he's not going to be pitched before the All Star break. Um, he does say he's going to pitch this year, but you know, what do you what do you think? And, and does that mean they go get a starter?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm skeptical on that. But, you know, th- this is also – I mean, I've said this for three years. One of these years they're going to go out and they're going to pull something pretty big. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's enough pitching out there that would we would consider big. You know, I, I don't know. Right. But, but I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is the team that's right there that's competitive that you think – I mean, they could be an NLCS team pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Can you afford not to is my thing. I mean, do, are you that comfortable with, with – with uh, Jack coming back that you, that you not to do something. And that kind of goes back into the Libertor argument of at what, what amount of success will he need to make them not do anything? I mean, in a typical organization is it one of those is like, Hey, he's done well above and beyond what we expected. We're not doing anything to one. It's like, Hey, let's just put the pedal to the metal and do something regardless. You know what I mean? And I, I, yes. I don't know. I'm always, always skeptical Of them making the big big move,
1: yeah. I don't see them. They're not going to do a Montas or anything. I see that's
0: kind. That's where I was directing that as well.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. And mainly because right now, I mean, to get a guy like that, you'd have to give up a Walker or a win, right? Yeah, I think because I don't know the Cardinals have other pieces in their, in their rotate, in their minor leagues. But I don't know that anything would headline a deal. Um, Cause even if you try to trade Paul DeYoung over there, um, you know, you're going to have to stay in something along with him quite a bit, probably and eat a lot of that salary. Um, yeah. So you're looking at a guy, you're looking at somebody that's, you know, I don't want to say John Lester, J.A. Happ, but you're probably in that, you know, in that range. Hopefully somebody has been a little bit more effective this year. Um, the guys on Cardinal off day talking about uh, trade possibilities uh, and Ben Godard mentions uh, Perez out of, out of Texas, which would seem to be a reasonable deal. Yeah. He's having a good year, but he's got a one year contract and hasn't necessarily had this kind of a success in the past, but you know, has had enough that would, would work. I mean, that kind of guy would make sense, um, but it does feel like they've got to do something. I mean, they got Adam Wainwright, they got Ad- Miles Michaelis, they've got Dakota Hudson, you know, you hope that Steven Matz is going to be back pretty soon. But yeah, right now it's, it's, you know, it's a lever It's Pallante, um guys that are, you know, especially Plante has proven to be pretty effective, but you know, if you can get a starter and move him back into that, you know, mid mid inning relief role, he was good at. That's that just strengthens the team, even though he's fine in the rotation that just strengthens the team. If you can get a guy that's better than him into that role. Um, I, I feel like they're gonna, I feel like they just about have to, especially if Matt's comes back and is less than they expected, you know, from when they signed, cause he's going to probably take a little time to find his footing still. And he was already up and down before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, but if there's any kind of setback with him or something or anybody else, I, and you're really get to the point where you've got to be talking about them now and hoping you can make a deal.
0: Nick's, yeah, exposed a little bit. The uh, yeah, that's whenever we start to trade discussions like this, especially on these, uh, I and second tier isn't necessarily fair. I just don't have a better term for it. I always right, look at right. the teams that they have a trade history with, you know. And Texas isn't mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot. Sure. There's been a ton of guys that that would have been a great fit that they never pulled the trigger on on guy. You know, <laughs> with teams, mm-hmm. and I always wonder. I'm like, hey, let's probably, you know, Cleveland, I think that's not as much as, much as it used to be. But there's always those yeah. kind of things where I'm like, where is, does Mo usually make the first phone calls and see where, where the chips fall on that? And you always feel like you can get a third or fourth starter out of something like that, which could be exactly what they need and be huge.
1: Yeah, but, you know, like you say, Cleveland is a place where they've gone to quite often and they're only a game out of no, yeah. in the center. I feel like they're not really good. In. Yeah. yeah, Toronto's a guy that that's from Toronto's a place that they've had a number of trades with. And while they're 12 and a half behind the Yankees, they're tied for second, you know, and yeah. that, that division is just crazy because of the Yankees. The
0: East, they have four teams um, in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay, 40 and 35. Um, and they're 15 games out in fourth place. I mean, that's, that's yeah. insane. Um, you know, I'm trying to think where else. I mean... We could always remember the trade with Miami, but I don't know that they've done that regularly, and I don't know that Miami has. I mean, they're probably out of it for this year, but you know what pieces do they have if anything? um, They're not going to trade Alcantara back, so (laughs) that's the problem. Wow, I know it. You know, but you know, so you look around the league, and and of course, this is the whole thing with expanded playoffs: is more teams think they're in it even if they're not, and so. Your sellers get concentrated into, you know, three or four guy, three or four teams, unless you do a type of strength for strength type of move. Yeah. Which hardly happen ever happens anymore. Yeah. Time. And even if they did that, I don't know what that strength is for the Cardinals. I mean, they can trade Burleson and, you know, as a top prospect, I guess, and try to get some pitching back. But there's, I mean, the Cardinals have, Quality around, but I don't know that they have that, you know, that depth that we've talked about in the past when they traded Alcantara and Weaver and, you know, that trade with the Marlins produced four major leaguers, right? Because, um, was it Keston on Kestos or whatever the, the fourth piece has been starting for them? You know, Gallon was in that, you know, but they had like all this. Piece. We said at the time, man, you, you know, those are good pitchers, but. There's so many pitchers. We don't have that. There's not that depth of outfield that they had over the last few years, you know, when they traded off, um, Rosarena and and others. Um, they've got quality and they've got some depth, but I don't think they have just that, you know, huge pool where they could trade something good and not miss it.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's funny how the DH can p- completely change the way that you look at it because now you're just like, well, I don't think it's really fair to let Burleson go. You know, what I mean, because now yeah. I kind of want to see what he can do as quickly as he's hit and move through the system. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's one of those. We're always going to point to the outfield, but you know, I I feel like they that's cemented to what we have now. And yep. uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that trade piece would be. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's that's this conversation about trading strength for strength frustrates me more when you see that the uh, the Brewers have done it and brought back Adamas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, these things can get done. You just don't see them that often, but I mean, that was a, that was a huge piece for them. That's uh you know, it, it, it's, I wish the Cardinals had that kind of aggression at some point or, or that, that, uh, that uh, mindset that they can move some things to improve, you know, a one for one type deal. We just, we
1: just never see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do think that Paul DeYoung can be a, trade piece but it's he's not a he's not a headliner no. he's a he's closer closer to a throw in and i mean of course he left i haven't seen anything about he left the, the game on what wednesday with sure. a, a hand yeah i haven't seen anything about that i haven't yeah um but he's not he's not i mean he's got 11 homers which is great yeah but he's hitting like 217 down there in memphis um, striking out, walk. I mean, it's it's basically, except for a little bit extra power, it looks like what he did at the major league level. And yeah. I don't know when you're doing the same thing at AAA, how many people are even wanting to take the even if they're even if you pay that reasonable salary. Um, I don't know how many people want to take a chance on that. Uh, I mean, they would if as a throw in, but that's about it.
0: Well, and you're right. I mean, I feel like two things have pointed to. The Wally Pip comment from Mo told mm. me I told me a lot, and then Sosa playing well when he's gotten the chance has told me a lot. I would assume at this point they have gone to or are going to De Young and saying, "Hey, where would you like to go? And can we find can we find a spot that would be favorable? Would you be you know is that yeah. something just because that's kind of their history with these guys that have done that have been successful with them in the past." It lessens the blow in a potential trade. Uh, if you remember last year, right after the deadline, he made the comment of, I didn't think I would be back, you know, type situation. I was wondering if I was going to get traded, which mm-hmm. means that's probably in, his, in the mindset right now. And I think that you could sell the heck out of that for um, a, uh, you know, a guy needing new, a new, uh, new, uh, uh, a new uh, what am I looking for? Change of scenery. And, yeah, change of scenery. I feel like you could sell that to the player and to your organization really quickly.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I, and I, again, you know, we were talking about uh, Paul DeYoung on the uh, talking about birds podcast this week. Um, I was over there with them, and, um, you know, they pointed out that, you know, the middle infield depth is to the point that it, I mean, you'd have to take a, quite a bit to actually get to where you want to see Paul DeYoung. Right. Cause you've got, Edmond, you've got Donovan, you've got Sosa, you've got Gorman. Um, almost all of those can play shortstop if they had to. I don't know about uh, Donovan. I know Gorman can, but the other two can. But, you know, you've got a middle infield that's, that's fairly deep. Um, and it's, it's really hard to see where you could even get him on the roster as a utility guy. Um, you know, as the you know backup defensive replacement type, um, over the, any of those guys, right? So yeah, I, I just it really does feel, and I hate to see it. I mean, because the way you know DeYoung had started out his career, but it really feels like if he's ever going to click, it he either has to do something like Matt you know, Matt Carpenter did this off season, which is you know go figure out how to revamp his front swing or get better somehow or it's going to take a, a change of scenery and which is probably meaning trading someplace where a coach can say, Hey, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, the way he's doing it right now is it's just not going to work. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, they, they, are just, they have played so
0: much. It's more fluid without him. And, uh, you know, it's there, there was the feeling that he had been, been the, uh, you know he had been what was pulling them down the past few years, and that's mm-hmm. uh, and that's tough. You know, especially for a guy yeah. that I was a fan of his number, but you see what happens, and and uh, how much more exciting they can play without him. You know what I mean? And I can't stand saying that about a single guy, but boy, you can just really tell the difference.
1: Yeah, it's 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 different. And again, you know, he brought a lot of defense, especially was uh, you know not a problem, but the whole. The whole outlook of the team seems to be a, bit, a little bit different. When you know, and again, this right now, this offense doesn't have maybe catcher a spot where you just like nothing's going to happen here. You know, yeah. um, somebody's going to be able to do something. Probably not always happens, but you know, it, it, you know, catcher again. You know, if maybe if Herrera can find his footing, or you know, Kisner seems to have You hate to write off Kisner at all because he hasn't had a whole lot of chances, but, um, it's doesn't, nothing's, you you thought maybe with the more regular playing time with Valina out, he would have clicked a little bit more and and it hasn't, hasn't yet. Um, and I do get a little concerned when Albert Fools is the lineup just because, you know, I like to see Albert, but when he gets a hit, it's almost a surprise now, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. how far, how the mighty have fallen,
0: you know? It, yeah, I it's mean, yeah. It's, it's nuts. You know, I mean, it's, yeah.
1: And there is, if, if if he hits another home run, and I think it's safe to say if, um, but if if he hits another home run or if he has another big hit, you know, the place is going to go nuts. It's going to be amazing, and I get that, and I'm fine with that, and I think he should play some. But I also realized that... I just don't have very much expectations for him. Sure. He's in the box. Just that's the way it is. You're right. And you're 40 something, you know, years old that that's going to happen. Um, you know, the only, it feel except for Nelson Cruz, I guess. Um, I was going to say most of the 40 year olds that succeed are on the mound. Um, but Nelson Cruz is still out there hitting So, yeah. Um, but, you know, so yeah, you, you take out a guy like Paul Young I mean, because you can have one of those spots, you know, at catcher or whatever. You get two and then three. We've talked about it before. That lineup has had three or four holes in it in before. And it's like, man, you know, if, if Goldschmidt didn't, you know, two or three years ago, if Goldschmidt didn't do anything, it wasn't going to happen, you know, or, or something like that. So it's good to have the offense that you have. Um, but that's yeah. I think you. Know, and kind of getting back to what you're saying is that it's a lot different without Paul DeYoung out there.
0: Yeah, it's uh. They, Edmund brings so many things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just the excitement to lead off the. You know, it's he's that stereotypical Cardinal of the '80s and '90s, really. And I think that changes a lot of it. In the th- in the fact that he's going to be an All Star this year, could probably do it at a couple different positions. It's pretty crazy. I mean, that's one. He's probably forced himself out of a starter role just because he plays so many different positions. But, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he will be, and uh, and that's exciting. And watching him at the top as a switch hitter, you know, doing all those things, I mean, it's – you can be forgotten pretty quickly. And, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not sure Gorman is the hitter everybody expected him to be. Or maybe they are. I mean, I don't know. The expectations may have been, hey, he's a rookie. He's going to struggle at times. And, you know, that quickly closes the door on on Young coming back because you just don't have the – the strikeout potential in the lineup that you did I mean they that's that's one thing I mean they're one of the best teams in the league at avoiding the strikeouts and even with some of the games where they've done it you know 15 16 times they've, they've stayed they've stayed above uh, league level on that and and it's just different I mean you could just you could just feel a different pull on this team and as much as you don't want to say hey this is probably one of the reasons why it does seem like that's one of the reasons why <laughs>
1: Um, speaking of Tommy Edmund, you, you just made me think how concerned are you that he's going to come back to earth in the second half because he's, uh, again, he's the last two years, his OPS has been APS plus has been around 90. He's at 114 now, which is lower. lower. I think the last time I looked at it was like 130. Um, you know, he's got three and a half, no, four and a half, uh, baseball reference war, which is higher than he's ever had in a whole career, but he is 27. And that's a season that's, you know, often one of your better ones. Um, are you concerned that, you know, we're going to see him kind of regress to the mean and to some degree in the second half, it may still be a good one, but yeah. Have, have we seen the best or do you think that he's going to be able to continue this? Well, yeah, I,
0: I mean, it's an incredibly hot start. Um, and that, like I said, if you can even go back to, uh, you know, league level at a hundred on your OPS plus. I mean, still, I mean, that's as a leadoff spot with what he brings, I still is a a successful player. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, last year were we concerned with his, you know, what 40 doubles, you know what I mean by that? I mean, I just I feel like he brings a lot to the table that even if he struggles, isn't going to be exposed as much as others.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I don't. I don't know. I said I just kind of came to mind because you could see. Speed, that. You and could that, see that tells you what speed, speed does to baseball, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I very. It's going to be interesting to to watch it. I do think that if if for some reason he struggles, that he's not going to be run out there on the leadoff spot every day. Yeah, like like some years, right? I mean, if he starts to not hit or if he starts to not hit certain players or whatever the case may be, you know, I don't, I don't feel like more is just going to keep running him out there. I mean, he will for a while and we'll be like, what, but you know, he's not going to be the extended run. It's not going to be a, you know, Brandon Moss one for 50 or whatever it was. Um, You know, they're going to, they're going to shuffle things because he's not let off all year. I mean, he's, he has most of the year, but they're, they're content to have him hit, you know, six too. I think if he starts to, yeah, yeah.
0: That was kind of a a play. You know what I mean? That's uh right. Coming out of spring, it was like, Hey, Carlson's where he belongs. Let's, uh, let relieve the pressure off Edmund. And they've been a better team with Edmund leading off. So I think that, yeah, that, that, that's a chip that they could play pretty easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, that will be something to watch, I guess. But, um, you talked about, uh, Edmund maybe being an all-star, uh, Goldschmidt, Arnado are on the finalist lists. You figure both of those guys are going. Edmund may go. Um, Helsley's getting a lot of buzz for going. I think that's fair. Uh, is that it? Four? That's four's a, quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I would have, think so.
0: Here's my here's my situation. How far down does the situation turn to uh, Wainwright getting in? <laughs> you yeah, because there's always a lot of jockeying, and a guy with, like Wainwright, I could see like, hey, take somebody else. You know, type situation. But I would think that, uh, you know, that will be brought up.
1: Yeah. I, hold on, let's see. Adam Wainwright has been an all star how often? Let's, because I feel like he hasn't, he was an all star in 2010, 13, and 14. He hasn't been an all star since then, since 14. So I think if he got a chance, I think he'd go. Um, yeah I, I mean i think he's in the realm i think he gets burned by the fact that there are at least you know right now four other cardinals that could go um, and when you're looking at the roster sizes and limitations and things like that um it becomes difficult to sometimes fit in him honestly if they take a cardinal pitcher are they taking miles Michaelis instead Cause, I mean, I, I let me pull it up, but I feel like it feels like Miles is yeah Miles has had the better season, I think, um, overall. Now he doesn't have this, the the pool and the cachet that that Wainwright does, and you know with Melita hurt, you don't have to worry about it. But you wonder if there's a haven't they at least talked about this kind of legend spot where they could put like a Albert Pujols in, um, you know, somebody in their last last uh, season. Um, but yeah, I think I'm thinking, I'm thinking four, but I think if a pitcher goes, uh, boy, I don't know. I think they'd probably um, for this year, they might go with Michaelis instead of, of, of Wainwright. I'm wondering if Alan's had some mic issues. I don't hear him. So it's possible. Um, Uh, his so Alan's uh cat uh, has taken away his abilities to hear me apparently, which is um, fair enough. So I think I I think we'll probably wrap it up there. It's probably easiest to do. Um, so I appreciate everybody joining you joining us. Um.
0: I'm here. Thank
1: you. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay, no. never mind. Okay. Um, yeah, I figured if the cat didn't want to hear us anymore, maybe it was time to Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but, let's um,
0: let's let me let me back something up here. So okay. I have got <laughs> we have a benefit tournament going on this weekend, and it's gonna benefit for my high school team. So they get pretty excited to get out there and work the field, which is a blessing for me. That means less I have to do. But they're not very good at being assertive and doing things without me. So within the last five minutes, I've probably received 25 phone calls. And I don't mean that. I keep ignoring them saying, hey, I'm on a call. Can not do this? You know, yada, yada, yada. So you're going to hear me rant about this. So when they don't listen, I put my guard down angrily, threw my phone away, and right then my cat jumped right on my keyboard and knocked me off of everything. So long story short it's going to be a good weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But it also sounds like uh, they yes. need a, a firm hand to get out there. So, we well, go so ahead. I have
0: a, I have a friend of mine. What, what I'm close with one of the families of one of the players that I have, and they live right by the ballpark. So what I'll do is I'll leave my uh, tractor over at their house so they can just drive it over and get some stuff done. Well, we have a three game. We are a 12 uh, game weekend going on and, one of the kids just asked, "Hey, do I need the mother? Well,
1: Unless you want <laughs> to yeah. drag it
0: by hand, if you want to, I mean, you're, you're more welcome. But I'm like, right ahead. I I thought I had raised my children. I didn't realize that I was going to adopt
1: 25 more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's being a coach. You'll you'll always have new ones. Heck so yes. uh, yep. yeah, that is part of it. So anyway, well, we will let Alan get out to <laughs> to keep track of of all those kind of things but uh we'll be with you again next week probably on saturday next week um and we will be talking about how this cardinals team has done over this road trip that takes them through philadelphia and atlanta and it's a you know it's a step up so we'll see how how it works out but until next time for alan i'm daniel good night good night shooter from the belt to the plate a swing and a miss and that's a winner that's a winner a world series winner for the cardinals